Hey, everybody, and welcome to our podcast, Peace of Authenticity with the Andersons. We're so excited about the conversations that we have for you guys, and we hope that there's a good balance of both truth and real life stories. And so, like we always say, join, join in, in on, on the, the conversation. conversation. Hey, everybody, we are here with our new friend, Keegan Hayden, and we actually met through Instagram, but we're like super excited about this conversation because um, we already got started a little bit. And also we've uh, been through a trial together already, and that was trying to get Zoom to work. So praise yeah. God it's working. <laughs> yeah, with the, the struggle. Okay, I, I almost used her, <laughs> you almost used her anyway, book title. Yeah, right? I, only, I almost used um, her book title in the very opening lines of this thing. Oh, but gosh. anyway, um, Keegan is writing a book and it's called The Struggle is Real. And we found that out with Zoom today, that the struggle is real. But Keegan, <laughs> I want to introduce yourself to everybody that's listening. Well, hey guys, I'm Keegan. Um, and I am in Texas because, duh, that's where we belong. Um, and I am a mom of two. One is going to be two in about a week. And one is going to be two months old tomorrow. Wow. And so um, that's been an adventure. Oh um, not functioning on a whole lot of sleep, but it's fabulous. Yeah. Uh, so I can't believe I'm a mom of two. Um, we have a puppy whose name is Remy and she's a black lab and um, she's a mess and a half. <laughs> uh, and I have a precious husband who is a junior high football, basketball and track coach. And um, yeah, that's just. That's me in a nutshell. Wow. So he's just a jack of all trades, huh? Yeah, that's what it sounds oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> you you have to be built different to, to oh, be a junior gosh. high coach, especially of multiple sports and everything like that. My my hat goes off to you wherever <laughs> right. you're at because I know I know you're well, struggling. Yeah. Well, last semester I was a high school cheer coach and oh, I was wow. pregnant. And he had started coaching. And so yeah, all kinds of adventures in my life <laughs> adventures that's a good word I like that word that's like awesome that's awesome oh okay gosh. so so tell us a little bit about the struggle is real yeah your book so we can get started talking about it so um basically I decided um well I didn't really decide a friend told me I needed to write a book <laughs> about five years ago and I was like well that sounds like a fun deal but I have no idea what in the world I would write about mm -hmm. and I just realized like the the story of my life in that moment was just kind of like man it seems like I can't catch a break and so I was like man I'll just write about that I'll just write about like how every other time I open my mouth I'm saying the phrase man the struggle is real or like I'm driving the struggle bus or you know something yeah. like that and yep. so I've the title has been done for a very long time but the book had to take some time to form so over the past five years I have been working on writing that but I I really dug into it about two years ago. And um, really, I just came to the realization that honestly, um, we all have struggles every day. We have these trials, we have suffering. And um, I noticed that I saw this cycle um, and I would find myself, I would find myself in the very same spot because I would not walk in the cycle I needed to walk. I just walked in the cycle of the feet. And um, so I, I came up with what I call the cycle of suffering. And it's where we have, um, really, we have trial, we have truth, and we have triumph. And so basically what that means is we face our trial, um, we combat it, we walk through it, 
with truth. Um, and then once we know truth and hold on to that, then we can walk triumphantly um, in, in the other parts of our lives. Um, but, but really, it's not necessarily sure we can apply it to the big things, the, the deaths or the cancer diagnosis or, um, you know, those really hard things that we go through just life mm-hmm. in general, yeah. um, but also every single day when we lose it on our kids or when we, um, I mean, it just feels like we can't catch a break. We've just yeah. had kind of a crummy day. Yeah. Um, we apply it in that. And a lot of times, even in those little moments, the enemy tries to um, get a foothold and he, he basically is feeding us all these lies. And it's really easy to believe them because when we feel bad, we want to keep feeling bad because yeah. we want to feel sorry for ourselves. And yeah. the, the cycle that I walk you through when we walk in triumph, doesn't um doesn't allow us to stay there because that's not where the lord is Hmm. Um, he he is in the middle of our suffering absolutely but he does not want us to just spend our lives miserable like yeah he's not like hey how can how can i make your life miserable today that's not how he works (laughs) um so so just walking through like knowing the lord is on our side and he's fighting our battles um, yeah. But also not negating, hey, sometimes life is really hard mm-hmm. and we need to sit with that and we need to grieve what we thought was going to happen and we need to grieve um, the hard and we need to grieve our mistakes and we need to just kind of grieve that life isn't perfect, but also move on to rejoicing in the fact that, man, God is good. And that's not just one of those phrases that we say mm-hmm. and we overuse, but he yeah. really is good because yeah. he walked with us through it he sits with us in it uh, so anyway hmm. in a nutshell yeah I yeah. love that I love that because so many people you say you uh when we were talking earlier you said there there was never like this huge horrible thing that happened in your life and so you felt like whenever something did go bad you're kind of like oh well at least this so it's like you didn't give that time to be able to mourn like what you're talking about you know, and it's like, yeah. uh, there's a lot of us that kind of grew up. And of, of course there were trials that happened in our lives and some pretty bad things, but, but not like certain people, you know? So it's like, oh, dang, I guess I don't have, I can't. So I'll just push that over <laughs> there. I'll push that to the yeah. back. Cause I don't want anyone thinking that I'm just complaining, you know, and yeah. we, we don't grace ourselves in that situation. We don't tend to, you know, grace others in the situations, you know, and just, yeah, learning to just give grace and realize like, yeah, you know, it was, it was a hard day today, but the yeah. truth, right. <laughs> I love right, that yeah. too. Cause the truth will set you free. The, the truth, the truth is that it could, it could be a hard day. It could be a heavy day, but it doesn't change the goodness of God. Yeah. And I think that's, what's good about it. And also, you know, we, we think that, I think that more people in the world, let's say non-Christ followers will will be more likely to come to you if you mm-hmm. do show that yeah. hey I have tough days just like everyone yes. else coming to Christ is not a antidepressant commercial <laughs> it's so true no. you know and, and we try to paint that picture because it's like oh you know people come to us and and they're just man I'm going through this and I'm going through that oh just trust God bro you know mm-hmm. you know trust you, come on girl you got to trust God God's <laughs> I never said I wasn't trusting God. I'm just saying it's a little bit heavy. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you help me out? I mean, yeah. you can have Jesus in therapy. One hundred. <laughs> there you go. Like, oh my God. Yeah. 
when we, we serve a God who works in this tension, right? Like he is both God of joy, but he will sit with us in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he, he is both God of mercy and justice. And so there's this tension mm-hmm. and like he, he meets us where we are and he walks with us through that. He's not like, man, suck it up. Like, yeah. I, I so hate when people are like, he, he is enough. Well, yeah, he absolutely is enough, but we live in a broken and fallen world and we miss that all the time. Mm. And so um, we feel like we also have to be enough and we don't because he is. And Mm. so when we try to be enough, we try to deny like, hey, I'm not okay. Like I, I need, I need therapy, but I'm supposed to be okay because Jesus is enough. Mm. Hey friend, um, he created doctors. Um, he mm. created therapists to serve mm-hmm. us well, to meet us in the middle of our messes. And um, 100%, he he works in those too. It's not like it's not like if we are seeing a therapist or we're on an antidepressants or we have a hard day that he's any less God. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, our circumstances don't change who he is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or even that, like you said, stop trying to be enough because you're not, we're not yeah. people. Why do we always try to do that? We try to reach unattainable goals and then we beat ourselves up when we can't reach them. It just, yeah, well, and you can, you can even set out that day knowing that you're not enough, but it still doesn't keep you from trying and striving mm-hmm. to do works to try to earn something that yeah. can't be earned, mm-hmm. you know? And and I love what you said earlier, Keegan, before we hit record, I kind of wish that we would have hit record earlier, oh. but <laughs> when you, when you talked about God, he's the God of the ordinary. Oh yeah. Not, not just the good. extraordinary, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Like everybody always wants to put everything supernatural, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that's God. That's supernatural. That's beyond my understanding. Mm -hmm. That's easy for us to pin that on God, but it's like, we also serve a God of the ordinary too, of, of the day to day of the one that walks with you, not just in front of you and, and looking out behind Mm -hmm. you, like he's, he's with you. Mm-hmm. you know and that that was a powerful statement that you made so expand on that a little bit if you want to I mean it, it really came out with some fire I was like yeah let it go it's <laughs> so true <laughs> so you know a lot of times we we think that God is like this far because because God sometimes is um not in the flesh walking with us as he was the disciples a lot of times he seems kind of far off. And mm-hmm. yeah. um, so he, he, he can only be this big, powerful God. Well, he is, but he is also a very personal God. And he walks with us in the day-to-day. He knows the number of hairs on our head. He knows yeah. our desires. He knows every single thing about us. He, he fully knows us. And because of that, he gets to be part of our ordinary Mm -hmm. it's a it's a cultivated relationship with him day in and day out it's not it doesn't work if if we're always living on this roller coaster of emotions only on mountaintops and valleys that that doesn't work it it's climbing the mountains and it's getting out of those valleys and it's it's also experiencing um all of those joys on your climb out of valleys Mm -hmm. um but it's it's also 
when you feel like this downward spiral and you're like, God, something has to give and you feel like you're at rock bottom and you, you figure out that um, rock bottom, there's a, there's a level below that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you walk with us in the middle of that, you know? Mm. And, and so because he is a, he is a big God and he can be God of the extraordinary, but because he is also very personal, he's God of the ordinary. Mm. I love that you said he gets to be a part of our ordinary. I don't think we realize he wants to be a part of us, even whenever we're like a mess. I mean, like we're crying there's like snot, you know what I mean? And we're just a mess. Like, Oh God, don't look at me. Like, that's where he wants to be with us. He wants to be with us in those moments and not those moments where we're all put together and, you know, we're Mm. on our Sunday best and we're, you know, up front and center ready for worship. He doesn't, he wants the messy. He wants the like, uh, have you watched The Chosen yet, Keegan? I, I haven't. You. I need to. Though. So good. Um, there's this song that comes on where it shows Jesus and his disciples walking, and it's pretty much here comes trouble. <laughs> because, I mean, they got in messy stuff back in the day. They got in yeah. stuff you do not touch. These people, like the lepers, I mean, they got to yell, I'm unclean, so you don't touch them and get near them. And he wants to be up in our ordinary, like what you're talking about. I just love that. But he, he gets to, he wants to like that literally is, he just loves that with us, you know, and it's such an intimate and like beautiful, um, mindset to have and to remember that truth, you know, it's really, well, and the, the good news is too, that we, not only does he get to be that and he gets to experience that with us, but we get to have him as part of our ordinary. Yes. And yeah. It, it's a, it's, it's not just that he gets to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. We get the benefit of that too. Uh, and that's an incredible thing. Man. And so many times it's like, we don't allow that. Yeah. We don't allow him to. And it's like, oh man. It's like, I've got it. Oh, and it's like, no, you don't. You poor little person. You do not have it, okay? <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. You dumb little thing. <laughs> oh no. You really yeah. think that, don't you? <laughs> you really think that you have that much pull. Oh man. Yeah. And I think some people literally live their whole lives, not allowing the Lord in their ordinary. And it's like, man, so, you know, something I was thinking of earlier when you were talking, Keegan is like, you, even with our callings in life and our purpose that we hear about all the time, well, that's always in the future, right? It's almost like we're not there. Oh, we'll get there someday. Like we have a purpose in every day in our ordinary. There's little purposes, you know, like you were talking about with, with parenting, there's these little conversations, little cuddle sessions, these certain purposeful things that the Lord has called us to do in a certain given day. And just realizing, wow, there, there is such beauty in the ordinary, but we're always overlooking it for the extraordinary, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. That's so good. I think that we miss so many blessings on, on a daily, weekly basis, because we're always, looking for something bigger and we're always looking mm. past the ordinary and how great it really is. And, and I think that it's, it's important that one of the names of God in the Bible is Emmanuel, which means oh, God yeah. is with us. Mm-hmm. And so when, when you think about it, every situation that you go through every day, whether you're at work or you're with your family or no matter what you're doing, God's with me. Emmanuel, I mean, that he, he's with me. He's, mm-hmm. he's always always with me. And that if you can flip the script on your thinking, you know, and just kind of understand, man, the struggle is real, but that's okay. Cause God's still with me. You know, it's, Mm. it's cool. I I just thought of something too, that I wanted to ask you. So you said you've been working on this book for about five years, but you were really in it for two. Do you think it's because you had your babies and it gave you like a, 
different perspective maybe? Um, I'll tell you over the course of the last, oh, five to seven years, probably. Mm -hmm. I have had many things that I'm like, oh, man, this is just hard. Like, it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not like having life shattering things, but it's, it's just hard and it's just heavy. And every time I would go through them, my husband would look at me and say, do you remember that book you're writing? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, there's a reason behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a message that the world needs and you have to experience so you can see for the story. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, but I really don't want to. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, but really, I think, I think the reason I've really been in it for two is because I really got focused. Mm-hmm. Um, I had more of a direction, um, mm-hmm. not just, Hey, let's do this kind of thing. It was, it was direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. and I've got to experience the day-to-day struggle with, um, you know, having precious babies, yeah. um, precious, most difficult things. And I, I tell everybody, like when we got married, it was the best, hardest thing I had ever done. And then we had kids and that was the best, hardest thing I had ever done. (laughs) Right. And so, um, you know, it's just the Lord orchestrates life that way. We have the best, hardest thing we've ever done. And then we continue to go through life and get the next best, hardest thing we've ever done, you Mm. know? Um, and so some of it came from babies. Some of it came before that mm-hmm. and some of it will keep coming even after the book hits the yeah, world, you know, because sure. um, that's not something that ends. We don't, this side of heaven, mm. we don't ever get off the hook with the whole suffering thing, the yeah. whole trial. We don't, we don't get off the hook with that dude. So um, it's a tool mm. I can use every day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, and I even, I even think about the biblical principles that, that have to do with, with your book, whether, you know, whether you meant to or not, it kind of goes right along with John 15 and, you know, talking about whatever branches in me that are not producing fruit will be cut off mm. and put to the fire, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so often, like, I think that when Jesus is saying that in John 15, he's literally saying, you need to be prepared. It's either put to the fire or pruning. And either way, it's uncomfortable. There is no, uh, he didn't say, and then, you know, at the, at the end, you can finally take a deep breath and say, I made it. That's when you get to heaven. You know, yeah, (laughs) he he didn't say that. He was just constantly like, okay, well, I'm going to prune the, the branches that are producing fruit Mm -hmm. so that they'll produce much fruit and more fruit. And, but the beautiful thing though, about kind of even the, the mindset of where you're going is the beauty about John 15 is it has absolutely nothing to do with us and more to do with God anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so we just have to stay connected to the vine and it doesn't mean that the struggle goes away. It doesn't mean it doesn't take away from your good days, your bad days, you know, the, the difficult days or the mm-hmm. best days of your life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take away. God's consistent. He's the vine and we just got to stay connected to him and that's it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, I love that. Um, there, there was something that, um, we were talking about over, um, messenger 
maybe a week ago. Oh, so and I'm I, not in on this. No, it was just, it was just me and. Oh, okay. It was just All right, cool. Me and, so. So I'm like the, Sorry. I'm like one of the listeners right now. This is like, an AB conversation. I'm just kidding. No, no. I'm, I'm tuning in just like everybody else. <laughs> I bet Go you're ahead. wondering what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, no, no, I had you read it. Cause, cause yeah, I asked you and tell me a little bit about herself and the way that you explained kind of like your journey, um, even like really getting to know Jesus was really awesome because it's something super similar to Aubrey and I, because you wake up in the church and you're just told like, Hey, Jesus is real. He's God's son. He died and rose again. So believe it. And then you're going to go to heaven. So we're like, well, cool. Yeah. It sounds like a good deal to me. I mean, yeah. my parents yeah. always told me the truth all the time. Right. <laughs> right. Santa Claus is okay. Mom, I forgive you. But anyways, it's still just- doing that. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> yeah, I'm still not... doing that. Hey, it's uh, for the George, grandkids. Jill's gonna, Jill's gonna. Yeah, I know. It's funny, but She's even even before there were grandkids, that is we, true. We were all adults, and she'd be like, "Come see what Santa brought you." And Aubrey's like, like, "She knows I'm oh, 30. We still do that. Yeah. We still do that. Uh, yeah. you have to. <laughs> yes, no, but see, fine. But no, but I grew up in a home yeah. that was like I was that little kid in grade school telling everyone else that Santa wasn't real. He was that kid. Can I you would, believe yeah, it? I was getting sent to the principal's office because I made all the other kids cry because I I told him that Santa Claus wasn't real. He never was. And that is, it was their parents buying them the gifts, not Santa okay. bringing them. Wow. So you're a joy killer. Can you, thank no, you. But see, Look. I see it as I knew the truth early on and I wanted to spare them from being lied to. Oh my gosh. It's called imagination. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I'm so glad we're on the same page. Yeah. No, the only imagination I need is imagining a guy living in a fish for three days. Jonah. That takes some imagination. I don't care who says That's right. That's right. No, but that's real. So it's not very far-fetched to believe that this guy got to live with presents, right? That's true. That's so true. That's true. Oh my gosh. So yeah, what we were talking about, Keegan, was like- I derailed the conversation. It's like you grow up and you just believe these things, you know, because you're told Mm -hmm. this is who Jesus is. But it's like most of the time we don't actually experience him ourselves just because our parents told us i mean of course i have amazing memories of church growing up and things like that and so when was that experience that you had where jesus like really became real and like jesus wrecked you yeah like a relationship really began you know so i grew up in the church like i was going to church nine months before i was born um the (laughs) sunday i was born on a sunday and the next sunday i was in church um and I was at church every time the doors were open and like, I don't regret that at all. Yeah. Um, I'm so thankful for that. There were mm-hmm. such sweet memories and my parents were very faithful um, to, to teach me the importance of a relationship with Jesus and they modeled it. Um, but, but the real truth is I, I always kind of had ownership of my faith. I got saved at a very young age. I was, I was seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually decorating the Christmas tree and I hung an ornament of Santa praying at the manger on the Christmas tree. Oh, wow. Oh my and, gosh. Um, so, so I hung that on uh, the tree and I talked to my mom and um, it just kind of sparked a conversation. Anyway, I ended up being saved when I was seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but because I grew up in the church, there was this complacency like. I had it figured out. I knew the right things. I knew the right answers. And so when I was a senior in high school, um, I made some really dumb choices. Like nothing, it wasn't like I was this drug addict, you know, all that yeah. stuff. 
but it was, I made some really dumb choices that I knew um, were not pleasing to the Lord uh, mm-hmm. because I had become complacent in my faith. And um, there came this time, I went right after I graduated uh, my senior year of high school, I went to a leadership camp called Super Summer. And um, I, I was dating this guy that I knew I shouldn't be dating. Mm-hmm. Um, for various reasons he said he was a Christian and that was good enough for me right but there was right. no fruit in oh, his yeah. life and yeah. um, I didn't really want to be in a relationship with him but I thought I had this control when really he's the one that had control over me mm-hmm. but I had control and I really liked that yeah and so one night at camp I felt conviction like one of the times I remember the Lord I almost audibly heard the Lord like it was very clear um, and basically it was like, you need to break up with this dude. Mm-hmm. And so I, because I'm smart, I texted him and I said, Hey, I just really, um, think we should break up. And he was like, are you kidding? Like one very happy about it. <laughs> and I said, we can talk about it when we get home. And that did not go over well either. So ultimately, and it ended up, I'm so ashamed to even say this, this is something that the Lord and I still have to work out um, some days, but mm-hmm. ultimately I acted like Peter and I denied Christ. Um, and I said, you know what? You're right. We can keep having fun and doing all of this. And I chose to disobey the Lord. And ultimately I, I vividly remember, I don't remember the rest of the conversation super vividly, but I remember vividly saying you know what screw god mm. wow. do you yeah. know what kind of guilt i have carried since then wow. like um but then i think of peter and i'm kind of okay yeah. but i still have to work through that some. Mm-hmm. um but so after that i was pretty okay until um until i realized i was gonna marry the next guy that i dated and um then I was like I'm not worthy of him like he he loves the Lord he is so faithful I'm sure he's never done anything like this um and and I he has always pointed me towards Christ um always 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 but I remember when ultimately Jesus was always my savior, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't necessarily allow him the lordship that I needed to oh, yeah. until yeah. Um, <clears throat> probably my sophomore year of college. Mm. Um, and that's when I quit running from this precious man who was um, chasing me mostly because I realized that uh, the Lord gives his children good gifts. Mm. Wow. And um, that was one of them. And so it wasn't this like earth shattering thing. It was pretty subtle over the course of yeah. some months, but just pointed me to the fact that like, I am the Lord of your life and I will give you good gifts mm-hmm. if you allow me. Good. Yeah. Um, so, and wow. then from there on, we still had to work through some of the hurt and the pain and the shame that came with you know, thinking I was in control and that I knew everything. And mm-hmm. um, that's when I really ex- started, when I started experiencing God for who he was and not who I wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah. And just was loving it, him for what's that. that. What's wow. that C.S. Lewis quote? Like, I want God, not my version of God. Yeah, not who I think he is. Yeah. I want God. <sighs> wow. That's so good. Because wow. that's that's something I, I've noticed. I think it's going to be a thing in season two. Because um, the, you know, it's easy. It Like, it honestly is. I really do believe it's easy to let Jesus be your savior. I mean, it's a yeah. get out of hell free card. You know what I mean? You just accept Jesus as and but it's the Lordship that halts people. Wow, it's, it's yeah. that, it's that fork in the road where you're like, <laughs> I'm your Lord, or yeah. you're just going to keep doing the same old, same old and go in a circle. So, yeah. you know, you choose. And sadly, so many people decide the circles, you know, but yeah. man, when you, when you decide like, no, I can't get this right. I've, I've noticed I, I need you to be Lord. And then it's just never the same again. Wow. Well, and there's a reason, there's a reason that each of the gospels choose to say, point out the fact that he said take up your cross deny yourself follow me yeah um and there's a reason for the fact that he explained in luke like foxes have holes birds yeah birds have nests but if you're gonna walk with me don't count on comfort don't count on yeah. <laughs> all of all of the things that you're used to let the dead bury the dead like yeah move forward yeah move forward wow. with me. Yeah, so I, I think about, um, I was reading, I'm reading a book right now. It's called Absolute Surrender by Andrew Murray. And it was written in like the 1800s, mm-hmm. some, sometime in the 1800s. And he said, he said, it's, it's, you can tell the difference between a surrendered person because mm-hmm. the disciples, when Jesus called them, they left materialism behind, mm-hmm. but they still wanted to keep control of themselves until Jesus ascended. And then the day of Pentecost happened, and then you see the transformation in Peter and all the other disciples once they were empowered with the Holy Spirit. And not only did they abandon their material things, they abandoned their life. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I'm, I'm willing to put it all on the line mm-hmm. for the sake of Christ. And it was finally like Jesus was their savior. He rescued them from their, from their life before him. But then it was like, then he finally became their Lord. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a huge point to, to understand that, you know, and I think that's the difference on us waiting on heaven versus praying that heaven come here, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, Lord, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. That's the difference of is Jesus my savior or is he my Lord and savior? Mm. and man that's incredible i can't i can't wait so you so you said the struggle is real is with the designers right like it's it's mm-hmm. in the design phase of of um the i don't even know the, the process I the guess. process yeah process. <laughs> i mean the life has a process so do so do so books, do books. Mm-hmm. um yeah. that's awesome <laughs> so you you don't have a guesstimated time that we could tell our listeners that it's going to be released is there a roundabout um, I don't, I don't know how quickly the process goes. I, I think it'd be really cool if we could get it launched sometime around my birthday into July ish. Nice. Um, but like I said, I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. I was hoping that we could at least put it off till we had our baby and we've done that. So, so I'm good. I'm good, good after yeah. that. So you're right on track. <laughs> cool. Kind of got everything under like kind of, I don't have parenting too down, but I definitely kind of have um some semblance of normalcy mm-hmm. and so yeah so so 
we can do it anytime now. That'd be great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. We'll definitely, we'll just stay in touch. So whenever it is, we'll just like, bam, throw it out for everybody. But yeah, I so did. We'll, we'll post um, her Instagram. Stuff yes. On that's our what pages as well. mm-hmm, we will. We'll do that. So, you so can people can keep following. Um, yeah. And even your blog yeah. and web, website and all that good stuff. We'll, we'll it's have that. But I did want to ask you for, for the last question. Uh-oh. Is there anything, <laughs> is there anything specific that you feel like led to share um, to the listeners that maybe you hear the Lord um, speaking or anything like that? You know, over the last couple of days, I've just really been, man, like, this week has been something else. Just We've just been kind of um, getting established. I'm, I'm back at work now for the third week and um, my husband's wrapping up the year and uh, we're moving into summer and just uh, some things have come up that are not anything big, but uh, like having kids brings surprises every day. Yeah. Um, and so, I've just been feeling like Tuesday, I kept thinking it's never enough. It's never enough. I can't ever do enough to get the house clean and keep it clean. I can't get the kids mm. clothes put away after we do laundry. I can't get dinner made every night. I can't, I can't do all of these things that society tells us we have to do if we're going to be great moms or yeah. great wives or great humans for that matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have this sign hanging on my side of the bed. Uh, that says let whatever you do today be enough and so I kept thinking in my mind like man it's never enough it's never enough and Mm -hmm. I went to bed and I was like what I did was enough I spent time Mm -hmm. with my kids I invested in them Um, I invested in the people that I work with Um, yeah it was a hard day yeah man I'm tired Um, but I find myself I I was like, man, it was so easy for me to think that so quickly. And I was reading yesterday, um, just in the, in my time in the word, um, going through Luke, I noticed in verse, uh, it was four verses 15 and 16 and how it speaks specifically about how the Lord retreated to desolate places, Mm -hmm. um, to spend time with the father and how, when we don't do that, when we don't retreat to, to spend time with the father and we just keep giving and giving and giving and we don't intentionally spend time with the father it's so easy to believe the lies whether Mm. that lie be man i'm not enough i can't do Mm. enough i can't guess what you're not supposed to be enough um only god can do that but but more than that whatever the lie it doesn't matter what you do as long as what you're doing is the next right thing. Mm. Um, and you're only going to know that if you're spending time in the word, you're only going to yeah. know that um, if you're spending time at the feet of Jesus, people will know that you have been with the father. Uh, yeah. but that includes the enemy. He will know when you've been with the father because of how hard yeah. it is to get to you. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's just been something that's been on my heart a little bit lately. Mm. Uh, and yeah. then over the course of this week, it was like, that's what, that's what we've been walking through. That's what we've been learning. And so, um, and just prioritize the time and know that when we do that, the enemy's going to have a whole lot harder time looking at us, whatever that's like. That's so good. Oof. Mm -mm. Well, 
thank you for coming on. This was a very awesome um, God connection. Yeah. <laughs> it's been well, so thanks good. Thanks for letting me. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. Even even with figuring out all of the, the Zoom. technological yeah. difficulties. A little bit of the struggle there. Yeah. But the yeah, enemy was so allowing absolutely. itself to be used by the enemy. In oh, the the, you mean the Zoom? Bit. Zoom yeah. was allowing this. <laughs> Zoom, Zoom was being influenced by the enemy. I'm yeah, scared. there you go. But yeah, Keegan, it was awesome uh, having you on today. Um, everybody just, we'll, we'll post her Instagram handle yeah, and everything will. like that. We'll and it. so you can keep a lookout for The Struggle Is Real. I mean, the title already gripped me. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to have to read it anyway. So, um, but it was great having you today. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. So all, right. for all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Say what's up to Keegan and join in on the conversation, but we will see you next time right here on Peace of Authenticity. We'll see you later. Bye guys.